live. Okay. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. The show originates from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. No matter what you hear, this is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening's live fire fun and frivolous show. If you want to jump in on the show this evening, here's how you do that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbqcentralshow. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 13 minutes from now. Originally, it was supposed to be the CEO of Solo Brands. A lot of you might know that to be Solo Stove, whether it be the fire pit or the outdoor camping stove or things like this. However, that is not the case because I have made, as you all well know, an assertive effort to make sure that my guests are going to sound almost as good as me or at least as close as possible for whatever reason, logistically or through non-communication or whatever. The microphone was not procured by one John Maris. And I said, John, we're going to have to reschedule. I can't have you on without sounding tip-top. So he's going to be moved back about a month from now, 426. John will be on. We'll talk all about the solo brand stuff, and we'll take it from there. However, in his place, because I love to have a backstop, and we're about due for a quarterly visit from the Utah Embedded Correspondent and the owner of the Salt City Barbecue barbecue trailer, Rusty Monson, fills in. We will get the quarterly update from Rusty on where he is today. This will be the third visit. So almost a year into quarterly visits since he has ramped up and started the barbecue trailer business. A lot of you love the talks and information that Rusty gives out when we do this. So happy that he could fill in this evening for John. 35 past the hour. One thing that I know for sure over the last seven years, five years, whatever it is, when you mention a kettle-style charcoal grill, inevitably... The next thing out of somebody's mouth, as far as what else would you need to get? Tongs, spatula, nonsense. Slow and sear. Dave Parrish, creator of Slow and Sear, will be back. This is the second time with the show. We'll learn a quick history again about the Slow and Sear, how it came to be. But the company has grown 
and I might say grown dramatically. In fact, I will say it grown dramatically to the point of not only the slow and sear being the flagship product, you now have grills, a couple different kinds, kettle styles, ceramic styles. You have other accessories. It's quite a business. So we'll talk to Dave all about the original slow and sear and how the company has grown to what it is today on March 29th of 2022. By the way, as we have seen over the last 16, 18 months, a lot of grill companies are being bought by other grill companies. So perhaps I'll ask Dave a business question or two as far as potentially being purchased or having at least been solicited to entertain a purchase offer. It'll be great conversation. Dave Parrish, 35 past the first hour, and that'll close it out. Then we'll move to the second hour. And joining me first in the second hour, somebody that lives in Cleveland. Is he going to be in studio? Not this time. Maybe next time. When I talk to you about live fire experts and live fire lovers, perhaps one thing doesn't come to your mind. Pulitzer Prize nominated journalists and that's what this guy is by profession he's actually had a number of professions truck driver long haul for 15 years he's been a journalist award-winning and again as i had mentioned twice a pulitzer prize nominated and by the way he's here on the west side of cleveland i believe doing of course what any former truck driver and journalist would do he's got a pop-up Street taco stand. Puente's Tijuana Tacos. This coming to me, of course, from Dr. Barbecue. Said, hey, you got to have this guy in your show. I know him. Great guest. Local Cleveland guy. Got a great background. So we'll be talking all sorts of nonsense with Mark Puente. Not the least of which, of course, is authentic Mexican food. I will be bringing up the dish. I don't want to talk about it yet. We'll bring it up in the second hour. But I'll be talking about the dish. You know what I'm talking about. We'll get Mark's expert opinion on it as well. And then closing out the show this evening, there's a product out there right now by Kingsford. I don't know if you're schooled on it or not, but you will be schooled by the end of the show. If you aren't, it's a flavor booster. Does it work in conjunction with charcoal? Can it be used in lieu of charcoal all by itself? I don't know. That's why we're going to have first-timer to the show. By the way, Mark Puente, first-timer to the show. Uh, first-timer to the show, Greg Dr. Flame Meyer. Lead scientist in the research and development program for Kingsford Charcoal. It's a huge show. And two brand new guests, almost three brand new guests here this evening. But 50% new guests, 50% returning guests. And we are locked and loaded. Your phone calls and emails as you see fit. Don't forget you can follow me socially on all the haunts. You can get me on Facebook and Twitch and YouTube for video feeds. This here see. This here this evening, yeah, here this evening, also audibly on Clubhouse as well. So I want to start here tonight, and I got a number of emails and direct messages from fans asking why I seem so invested in this whole Traeger versus Green Mountain Grill thing and why I seem to care so much about the outcome and why I'm talking about it more than I'm not talking about it with guests that it makes sense to talk about. And it's a big deal to me in a number of ways. First and foremost, I like Jason Baker a lot. Forget the sponsorship. He's been with the show for any number of years. Actually introduced to me by old-time friend of the show, old boy, Chad Ward, when he was a Green Mountain Grill guy. Jason's just a great guy. 
So that's reason number one I'm invested in this because I like Jason. Also, I know for a fact, like for a fact, because it was mentioned on my show when it was coming out that Traeger did not create this Wi-Fi technology stuff for grills that they now have patents on. Go back and check the archives. It's all there. It's dated. Available for your consumption. Green Mountain Grill does a segment on the show talking about this well before Traeger had it on any of their grills, well before they had any patent secured. That's a fact. It is documented on the show. Also, it appears that Green Mountain Grill is the only company in true real risk of being closed down altogether, depending on how the cards fall. By the way, even if they aren't closed down, and that is a real possibility, can you imagine being the company that put this technology on your cooker first, that being Green Mountain Grill, and now in order to not be closed down, you might have to be forced to pay a royalty to another company that did not create this technology in order for you to stay in business. Does that seem realistic? By the way, in fairness, if Traeger had created this technology and this was going on now, then tough shit for everybody else. Pay up or suffer the consequences or change your tech so you don't infringe. But that's not what happened here. Everyone knows it. Traeger knows it. Again, I have the audio. So this is why I'm so invested, because it's not just going to affect one company. It has the potential of affecting most of the other pellet cookers out there in the market today. By the way, the world's worst keep secret, uh, secret in live fire cooking right now is that Traeger is launching a new Timberline cooker tomorrow. Allegedly, it's a 1300. It has a cart, an induction side burner. You've seen all the pictures all over social media. You'll see it everywhere tomorrow. And if you are particularly psyched out of your mind about it, I suggest buying the stock, which is 66% less than what it was when it launched. In other words, Barbecue Central Show stock is only $7.57 a share less than Traeger. Of course, the show doesn't actually have stock, but just for reference, we're only that far off. So if you have a 20 in your pocket, you can buy two shares of Traeger stock and still have enough money left over to grab a milkshake at the local five and die. All right? Very good. Rusty Monson is in the green room, and I'm going to talk to you about Primo Grills. What do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they're fuel efficient. We love that you can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meats. We love that you can get rip-roaring hot for high-temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday ceramic lineup? The real ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking, very important to both professionals and backyard cooks alike. It's the easiest way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire in a round ceramic cooker, not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo Grill and their game-changing oval design. The shape gives you the ability to execute two-zone setups that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. Really, when you break it down, there's more than 60 different ways to configure a Primo cooker, so you're only limited by your culinary imagination. They also have a tremendous amount of accessories 
to complement the Primo grill experience. They have new lift hinges. They have new air damps from the top to the bottom. They have a Primo grill rotisserie accessory. They also have a Primo grill pizza accessory, and the list goes on. Only sold through dealers. So find one near you. Go to the website, primogrill.com. That's primogrill.com. Find the dealer, check them out, ask all the questions, get educated, and then buy the one that's right for you. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the biz, patented technology, true two-zone cooking capabilities, multiple sizes, and yes, if you just have to have a round ceramic cooker, they have those as well. But really, get the oval. It's a game changer. You'll love it. Find one near you, primogrill.com. That's primogrill.com. And give them a follow on Facebook and Instagram. Who's ready for a primo? I'm ready for one. All right, we're back with Rusty Monson right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology, sellers of ceramic cookers with built-in power draft fans, and accessories to make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit bbqguru.com for more information or call 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. My first guest tonight is a Barbecue Central Show Embedded Correspondent, a championship award-winning pitmaster and the co-host of the Pitmasters podcast, also the owner-operator of a newish barbecue trailer. Three months ago, we talked about how business was going 90 days after start after getting started, and tonight we get a new 90-day update to track business, revenues, and what new things he's learned over the past quarter that he wants to share with us. So let's go ahead and race to the hotline. And welcome back, none other than Salt City Barbecue's pitmaster, Rusty Monson. Hey, Rusty. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, filling in for me pseudo last minute, but you're a professional's professional. I know you have the gear, and I know you have the desire to continue to disseminate this information that we'll be talking about, because I think you're like a lot of people, Rusty. You find a passion for live fire. You get good at it. Uh, you do have a fairly extensive background in the restaurant industry that maybe a lot of us don't have. But like most of us, you feel pretty good about the backyard stuff. You venture out into competitions and slowly but surely the thought of getting into a brick and mortar or a food truck or trailer business certainly creeps into the mind of the majority of us. But it's actually taking that next step that you did, which is certainly a separator. And that's why I like to have you on here to talk about it. So just to catch everyone up on who's not familiar with the podumentary that we're doing, I made that word up. We're doing this with you. The first interview we talked about getting started and leading up to opening day, which was everything that you were doing prior to getting that first sale. And then the second interview we talked about those first few months of business and what you were ready for and what you needed to adjust. 
And tonight, 270-plus days in, Rusty, if you can believe it, we're going to be talking about those last 90 days, which hopefully a lot of business stuff has been going on, and we can chat about that. So take us on a journey over the past 90 days, just from a high-level look back at this point. What have been a few of the biggest wins, and what have been a few of the biggest <laughs> opportunities that you would like to correct? Well, what's, what's interesting is there's like kind of a shift, you know, when we talked at first, it was how we opened, it was all that pre stuff. Then we talked the second time, you know, it was a little bit more of those growing pains getting into, you know, into the swing of things and keep being super overwhelmed. And then now that I'm in a rhythm and I'm feeling like, okay, I have a, I had, you know, an event yesterday, a really big one today. I have two tomorrow and one on Thursday. Now, last time we, that would be a super overwhelming thought. And it, it is in a different way because one, I'm more prepared. I know what to expect. I'm getting into a rhythm of how much pork, how much uh, ribs, how much sausage to make all that stuff. Problem is, is now it's getting overwhelming to the point where it's a lot and I'm by myself and I have mm -hmm. help from friends, you know, that need stuff like that. So right now I would say the past 90 days, it's been getting into a rhythm, but looking at it and going, okay, we're getting busy. I, there's, I mean, just today I was doing sausage. I got like five or six calls for, Hey, could you come do this? Hey, can you do this? You know? And I was booking things and it's just, it's, it's cool. But the, the biggest stress right now is, um, is actually just the, um, amount that is happening. You know, once you get out there, you get going, people want a little bit of you, you know, and you, they want you to come over here and go there. And now you're like, Oh wow, I have six events this week. I'm cooking by myself, <laughs> you know, like most people cook for 60 people and they want to die. And I do that every day now, you know, and it's, it's muscle memory. It's good, but it's just a lot. I mean, right now this is fortunate. I was able to even come on here tonight because normally I'm, I'm not available, you know, so it's a lot, you know, that's, that's the biggest win. And I would say the biggest failure of the past 90 days. So it's going to be an interesting next summer. I'll tell you right now. How are you managing your time day to day then if you're the one that's doing the cooking and all this other stuff and you're making sausage and you're fielding phone calls how are you managing that time in other words has the trailer vampired more time than you had anticipated or did you budget accordingly it's now we're into the moment of budgeting accordingly and we have not i have it's it's i'm getting better at okay so tomorrow i have this i have to cook x amount of briskets i'm going to put them on tonight they're going to cook overnight and um I'm going to do that. And so, but as far as like budgeting out time, it's kind of, it's getting better. And I think that's the step now is to, is to really dial that part in, dial in your, your processes. I reread a book called uh, getting things done. So I was able to like kind of refocus myself on those things. Um, and that's really, really important is, is scheduling time. Um, and then, you know, when I was working in the restaurant business, I didn't have a lot of time for my kids and my family. I found myself getting back into that routine mm -hmm. so i've been trying to schedule out time with kids you know we were supposed to go on a daddy daughter date tonight it didn't work out but that's you know stuff like that that kind of time needs to be scheduled time for yourself needs to be scheduled i ran into another guy who has a food a barbecue food trailer in utah and he's like i don't even have time to you know watch a tv show and i'm like that's you know you, you got to kind of balance yourself that way and so i'm having a hard time right now i'm seeing all that food truck creep into my normal life everyday life as you know as, as it should you own your own business it's what happens but you shouldn't be consumed by it so it's not only that but it's also trying to balance out time to get things done to get things prepped in time for the the thing so i'm not what it really is is staggering things out mm -hmm. 
So you do all of your sides because you can hold those for five to seven days. Then you have to get certain things done. Sausage can be done way before because you can freeze those and then re-smoke them. So it's getting all those checks and balances right now. And that's kind of what I'm in the middle of is working all that out. Personal life, not overwhelming myself every day, which seems to be the trend right now, and working through those kinks. That's really the struggle right now. Is it a simpleton's mindset of me, Rusty, to say, well, you have this barbecue food trailer. This is your business. Take a Wednesday off. Take a Friday off. Just don't schedule anything so you can recoup that life back. Or is it now a struggle of, I can do that, but I can also work that day and make money for the family, make revenue for the company, and now you're at that battle? Great example is just today. I was This was my day off, you know, technically. Uh, and it's, it's, I hate to say it's not days off, it's more hours off at this moment. But when you do, you start thinking to yourself, okay, well, if I get sausage done today and XXX done today, I won't have such a hard day tomorrow. So your day off becomes, well, I can get ahead for tomorrow. Or I can sit down and answer this email or this and work on my food costs and kind of dial some things in and check out my pork, uh, my brisket nachos because they're 27% food costs right now. How do we get those 25 without scaring off the customers? And all of a sudden, I'm down this rabbit hole of checking all of my stuff. And next thing you know, I'm looking up and going, oh, man, I can't even watch an episode of Peaky Blinders. I got to go to bed. So days off are becoming that again. And that's what I was saying earlier. It's that balance. I got to be able to find a way to check, check. And say, you know what? And I heard a cool story, a cool saying is wherever you're, you are is where your head should be. Mm-hmm. And so if you're at work, keep your head at work. Keep it, you know, keep that. You're at work. You, that's where you should be. Don't worry about anything at home. But when you're at home, that's where your body is. That's where your head should be. You should turn it all off. Spend a day to yourself. And that's something I'm trying to learn right now. And I need to get to it real quick. Rusty Monson joining us here on the show from Salt City Barbecue, talking about the food trailer and what it's been like here over the past 90 days and we've been doing it this is our third time you had mentioned it a couple minutes ago as far as staying on top of your costing to me that seems to be as someone who's never done it the biggest obstacle if you don't have the experience this could easily be where a lot of your money gets crapped out or hemorrhages and maybe you don't even recognize it until it's much too late so have you been able to stay on top of that and making sure that you're accounting for what needs to be charged out to the customers to make sure that you're revenues and profits are where they should be well in the restaurant business you need to know where every cent goes every single you got to know if you serve a brisket nacho to someone i need to know every single piece that goes out to that customer how much it costs me down to the penny so i have fortunately now there are a whole bunch of options that aren't just restaurant related back when i was in restaurants doing all this stuff we had the aloha system and that was all now we use MarketMan. Um, I'm able to go in there, price out everything, and I upload all my invoices to them. And what they'll do is they'll take that invoice, they'll put it in for me, and then they'll price check for me what it is. So, okay, you got ribs last time. It's cheaper now. So then I can go in there and tweak and see what my, my food costs are now, and I can either raise prices or lower prices. Mm. And I can do that real time. And that's really, really, a really, really cool tool because if you're not – you know, a lot of people out there in their food trucks, they're like, well, R&R Barbecue over there, they charge – $30 for a rack of ribs. That's what I'm doing. Well, they use much different things than you. They get really good deals because they buy an extreme bulk. You don't have that option. So you need to take that price, dial it down to every penny, figure out what it is, times it by four, and kind of decide if that's the price you want to go, either more or less than that four times. And that's kind of, and then it's a, it's a live living being, you know, mm-hmm. like if brisket is now what I think it was 439 a pound 
last time I bought, then it was up to 469. Now, do I want to bump up my, you know, brisket or not? And those things you have to keep on constantly fighting, working on keeping that food cost down to a 25%. I mean, my, my number's 25%. Your number might be different. How many events have you done since we last spoke? I mean, you're seem to be on pace to do maybe close to 10 this week, but in the last 90 days, how many have you gotten in, in a roundabout way? So we kind of, we're kind of, um, inching into the busy time. So we started in that 90 days doing two, maybe three. Now we're doing three, four on average, maybe five a week. And so some of those are, we have a new place here called the Grove which we can go down and do all day. So technically those are two shifts. So if you want to look at it that way, we're doing six to seven a week. And again, I say we, but it's really me. <laughs> and that's really, really taxing, but we do a lot. And if you're sitting there doing two or three events a week and you're like, well, I'm not really making much money. I can't really take this out because my fridge broke. Well, yeah, you only have two or three events. You have to buy a $5,000 fridge. That's not going to work. So you really have to step up and take as many as you uh, as long as you can to really see a profit to really be able to like kind of you know bank some money. Um, otherwise, you know you just kind of have a hobby at that point. So we're stepping up into the real job area right now, and it's getting uh it's getting interesting. You know, it's 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 like I said, it's balancing the influx of all these people wanting a piece of you and and whether you can do it or not and learning how to say no, you know, it sucks because you don't want to disappoint someone. Someone calls you up and say, Hey, we have this huge event at the salt palace. You guys want to go? And I'm like, I have an event. Sorry. No, you know, and, or I can't do it that week. You know, I, I'm just, I have this or whatever. So it's, it, that's hard. I'm learning how to say no. That's a fun one. Um, that's a hard, hard thing. Harder than you think. Really? <laughs> it's interesting. Do you try to, so you are, are you going to try and hire somebody or, and you or you really have no ability for for help. I mean, it seems like you might burn out here in the next six months. Yeah, and that's that's uh, that is definitely the pace I'm on. When I was at you know when I was managing restaurants like Texas Roadhouse, you, you'd hire someone that was a good fit for you. They had a great personality, they had a good work ethic. You can teach anyone anything. So you look in those uh, those qualities of you know how 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 hard a worker and how cool are they? How long you know how are they going to treat the guests coming in now? With the trailer, it's a little different because now you prioritize, can I get along with this person? Because mm -hmm. I'm in this like eight by 10, you know, square foot <laughs> or whatever trailer and I got to be with them for hours. So it's really more, I had someone come out who is, it's really just like, Hey, come out and let's hang out. You know, let's just chat. And, and for me, it's, uh, I think what it is, is like a lobster and, and, you know, water that's boiling. And I don't think I need it until it's too late. And so I, it's something I should probably get on. And that's the next step is hiring a, a staff and getting some people on. And that's kind of what I'm thinking about doing right now. But it's a little challenging because you have to really know that person. You have to want to hang out with them in a, in a small area every day. And uh, they have to be personable. There's a lot to it. So I think I'm trying to... Um, avoid that you know stress in my life right now but again if i don't fix that that's going to be a big big problem in the next time we talk <laughs> rusty monson joining so. us here on the show this is a question i probably should have been asking right from the beginning just because i think it might be interesting to track over the last 90 days and if you can recall through the past two other conversations what are the biggest sellers and does it differ from what the biggest money makers are for the trailer it, it does. Um, so our biggest seller right now is brisket nachos. Everyone loves them. I got a recipe idea from a friend of mine named Jason Cunningham from Trauma Hogs out in Tennessee. 
and I, we did it as an event. We thought we needed something that we could push out the window real quick. Turns out it was really, really good. Um, I'm not a big fan of nachos because I hate that cheddar cheese milk, oh, yeah. or whatever the hell that is. Yes, hundred percent. So we use a white queso with uh, jalapenos in it, and uh, it just kind of changes the whole game. We use our homemade beans. We put coleslaw in it. We do all these things with it, and it's really, really good. And and I think it helps because we put it at the top of our menu, and people just look at the first thing, and we put it's our favorite with a star on it. That might help, but we also get a lot of messages. Where are you going to be? I need some nachos. So I would say that's our biggest seller. Funny enough, it's also our biggest um, food cost. Mm. So that's why the sausages come in. That's why pork comes in. That's why we kind of do offset things to make them kind of, you know, balance that out. Because if you're going to have a high uh, menu cost item or a food cost item, you got to sell things that have a really low food cost item to make up for that. Because we're trying to whittle that down to 25 without, uh, you know, without um, pricing it out. But at the same time, you got to like sausage costs us 40 cents. We sell for $6. So that's a good profit margin. So we're able to sell a lot of sausage to make up for the brisket nachos. So yeah, brisket nachos. And it's weird because, you know, you get in a barbecue, you're like, well, I'm going to cook the best ribs and slice brisket. I'm going to be Aaron Franklin. And Allison's like, can we get some brisket nachos? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I could just open a damn churro shop. You know, like there's no pride here. There's no like, you know, I'm not like the king of the castle. I'm the damn barbecue nacho guy, you know? You have to give the people what they want. You're not opening a barbecue trailer and cooking stuff that you want. You have to listen to what the customer base dictates, and that's where the bread is going to be buttered. And you know what? It's cool because we're able to kind of move away from that stuff. And when the people are uh, ribs and barbecue, blah, 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 we're we're innovating, we're doing new things, and, and you know we'll be relevant, you know, down the road. So I think that's a benefit too. So you've, that helps. You've talked about pricing that you've seen here over the last 90 days, specifically brisket pricing, how you've had to adjust pricing in that regard. Did you have pricing that's guaranteed to people who book advance, let's say graduation parties? Obviously, those things will be coming up here shortly, weddings, rehearsal dinners, things like this. Or is there some type of a caveat that says if food pricing goes above X, then we have to revisit where our cost or our quote is? Yeah, it's a little bit of that. I quote them on the pr- the current prices with a stipulation of they could go higher. And um, I also let them know, just to be fair, that it could go lower. So we could offer that um, brisket option a little bit lower in September than we can now. And uh, so, you know, I don't want to gouge anyone if I can help it. But yeah, we set prices right now. Some people just lock it in and say, that's what we want. Cool. I, I just talked to a guy today who booked us out for a couple hundred people and he just locked in the price and paid us. So. It is what it is now. So, you know, it just kind of depends on what the people want. But I do try to give them a fair warning saying, you know, prices are really high. This is what's high. This is what's low. We can do that now or we can wait and kind of price it out later. But we'll book the date, whatever. I just need X amount of money to, you know, make sure that we can book this and it's okay. So because a lot of times when you don't do that, then all of a sudden they cancel on you. You know, <laughs> you could have had so many different options. So we do take half the money down just to make sure that we can go and make some money if they cancel on us. Have you removed items from the menu because they were too much for you and in turn potentially too much for the customer? Yes. Um, mm. We did quite a bit of that actually. Our menu was quite extensive at first and we had uh, four or five different sides. We added, we had three more uh, protein options and we cut three of those protein options and we cut three of those side options because it was just, it's too much. So when you're doing your thing, if you're looking to do a food truck, I always tell people this, your menu dictates everything. Now, I can run that true food trailer by myself because my menu dictates it. 
I'm able to have a menu that I can work on my own and, and, and get the food out quick on my own and even quicker with people. So it's really efficient that way. And so when you look at certain things, like, you know, uh, we were thinking about getting a soda machine in there, you know, we could do drinks like, nope, that's too much time. If I'm by myself, I can't go getting someone a Dr. Pepper and mm -hmm. slice up a rib. Then my, I'm trying to get to a minute out that window from order. And that, that messes with that order. And that menu is, is that, so you have to adjust, you know, and if you don't do want to do certain things, you can't do them. You got to look at what's holding you back. What's the rock in, in that, in that, um, that flow, you know, what's, what's, what's messing you up and cut it and it doesn't matter. Add it back in when you get help. But right now we just kind of cut it down to a few things just to make it more, the throughput a lot more efficient. Plans, goals, fixes over the next 90 days when we come back and revisit. Hire some help. <laughs> That's what I need to do. Um, hire some help. Uh, dial in a lot of processes um, on the trailer. And also in 90 days, honestly, probably looking to either get a new one or a second one. Mm. So uh, the business dictates that already. And I can see that becoming an issue next summer. So might as well get on that as soon as we can. And uh, we could definitely use two right now. You know, I could definitely put two out on the road tomorrow. So that would be nice. But right now it would be dialing what the food that we have, the processes that we have and getting some more people involved and taking a step back so that maybe I can drop the trailer off, have them work it and come back and do those emails, get some marketing done, uh, get some certain things that I, I need to work on that I can't in the day. That would be, that would be, oh gosh, I just thinking about it makes me want to tear up. So that would be very nice. So we're writing those down. So when we come back and circle up for a rehash on what these 90 days will actually transpire into. We can see if you've hit any of these goals, fixes, or otherwise. We're talking with Rusty Monson, the pitmaster of Salt City Barbecue. And once again, Rusty, you are knocking it out of the park with this specific podumentary, getting a lot of great feedback in the instant chat already. And again, I know there's a lot of folks that have at least been toying around with this, so hearing it firsthand and the struggles that a guy who is literally doing it by himself is going through is really paying dividends, and I appreciate your honesty and everything you help bring to the show. So continued success, and we'll ramp up again, not only at the end of this month, where we're going to be singing our asses off for a real live singer, but in 90 days when we can actually circle back and talk Salt City Barbecue trailer business. Beautiful. I'm All right. excited. Thank you, my friend. All right. Thanks for having me. There he is, Rusty Monson. I feel bad taking him away from other stuff that he could be doing. He's very busy, and the good news is this. Success, right? If he was like, hey, any Tuesday or any day of the week, I'm available. Not busy enough. Now he's pretty busy. That's Rusty Monson from Salt City Barbecue talking about the trailer biz. We'll circle back up with him in 90 days and see what he's up to at that point. Dave Parrish is in the green room. We'll get to him here in just one second. I'll talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies. We'll get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has something for every type of outdoor cook and help you become a better outdoor cook on top of that. We all know the rubs and the seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit and in the backyard. 13 perfectly balanced flavors that transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. 
They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce. So if you're looking for a new go-to sauce or you're tired of what's existing out there, try Granny's. It's a very great flavor all by itself or a great base sauce that you can tweak. Aside from the premium selection of rubs and sauces, they got cookers. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out that Mac 2-Star General Pellet Cooker. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. If you're not a fan of the pellet smokers, all right. Take a look at that old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. And if you're not sure of what grill you need, call them, 877-828-0727, or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. We are back with Dave Parrish right after this from Slow and Sear. Stick around. Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And this portion being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase or to see what other accessories and products they have to make your cooking life a little bit more smoke-infused. That's cookingpellets.com. We love the Kettle Grill. I've often said that Kettle is the gateway drug to barbecue because of its true versatility. However, since it's not a singular barbecue cooking device, there are some deficiencies that exist. And when deficiencies exist, there is room for innovation. The smoke and sear has filled that gap to the point where anyone I talk to these days that has a kettle almost always says they have a slow and sear as well. Over the years, the company has grown to offer a wide array of products, and we're going to be talking about that and where the company looks to grow through the rest of the year and beyond. So let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Dave Parrish. Hey, Dave. Hey, Greg. Good to, good to see you. How's it going? I am absolutely happy to see you. It's going fabulously well and appreciate you making time for the show here this evening. So before we talk oh, about absolutely. the growth of the company over the past handful of years, and it's certainly been a upward bullet, as they say, in the music industry, let's get a quick refresher on the flagship product and how the company got off the ground in the first place. Uh, sure, you bet. You know, uh, a lot of people know I used to run the uh, the Pitmaster Club at AmazingRibs.com. And one of the, the big things that we uh, would do is uh, fill questions from the, the audience, the, the readers of the website. They come into the forum and, and ask questions. And uh, they felt that there was a need with their kettle-style grills. And I was talking to one of the moderators uh, one night, Husky, and uh, he runs the Pitmaster Club down. And uh, we came up with the idea of, uh, of the slow and sear. And that was way back in 2014. Sold the first one in uh, 2015. Uh, boxed it in uh in my dining room <laughs> and uh since then we're uh, we're now global you know so it uh it's uh it took seven years but uh it's slow you know slow steady growth and some years really good growth and uh you know we're here we are today it's uh living the dream living the american dream 
David Parrish joining us here on the show. SN, like the letter, snsgrills.com is the website if you want to check it out. If you're not familiar, you can see what it all looks like. So if you could, give us a quick breakdown of how the product actually works. So the the Slow and Sear takes a, uh, a, a kettle-style grill and turns it into a smoker as well as a much better grill. Uh, the Slow and Sear has a charcoal basket that, of course, holds your charcoal. And then it has a water reservoir that's vertical. So that that vertical water reservoir splits the charcoal from the rest of the grill. So what you end up with is a grill that's about one third direct heat source and then two thirds indirect. And you can you can smoke on that indirect side, you can bake, you can roast, you can get to temperatures over, you know, well over four or five hundred degrees. So uh, you can you can do a lot on the indirect side. Now on that sear zone, which uh, you're you're seeing the the slows here right now, and that sear zone gets uh, I think freaking hot is the, <laughs> is the the technical term, but it it gets so hot that we actually tell people to spin their grate around and use use the cool side of the grate with with uh, over the slow and sear mm. because the radiant heat from the charcoal does all the searing. You don't need a hot grate with with our slow and sear to to sear. You're using you're just using heat energy just just radiant heat energy it's kind of like if you walked outside in the sun and you got sunburned in one second because it was so intense that's the kind of heat you get from uh from the sear zone dave it's widely seen as the companion accessory to any kettle grill style at this point from any manufacturer are you uh, well you'd mentioned you're selling internationally as, as well as well at this point are you surprised at how well the product is actually performing. I mean, certainly when you come out with it, you're fitting a need. You're talking to some other guys that are like-minded. And you're like, yeah, this thing's going to be really awesome. But do you think you would have ever gotten to the point where you're at here in 2022? Hmm, that's a that's a tough question. I, I think in the beginning, um, I was very confident that it was a great product and that it did everything that uh, I could hope for and a lot of things that the customer needs to, you know, that needs to get the, out of their kettle grill for it to be a truly all in, all in one wonder kind of cooker. Um, when the first customers got their slow and sears and started using them, you know, there's a lot of questions because it, it works a little bit differently than you know, we 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 end up teaching a little bit different way of cook in your kettle grill with uh, with the slow and sear. Uh, but after a few weeks, they're loving it and they're coming back and they're telling us the temperatures are so consistent when I'm smoking. They're so hot when I'm searing. I can't believe how easy everything is. I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, you know that was that was very satisfying to hear. Uh, and it was a pinch yourself kind of moment. Like, is this really happening? Is the product really that good? Uh, but you know, I've, we've heard it for a while now. So, uh, it's, I, I'm more confident in the performance and, and, you know, and how good the product is. Um, so 
knowing what I know now, I'm not surprised that it took off, but definitely back then in the beginning, you, you don't know, you just don't know. You, you can, you can have a dream, you can have confidence, but that isn't, it's getting other people to, to, to agree with you <laughs> when they, when they own the product and, and, uh, and, and tell others to go buy it. That that's word of mouth is huge for us. Dave Parrish, the creator of Slow and Sear, joining us here on the show. SNSGrills.com is the website. So, Dave, how soon after the success of Slow and Sear did you start thinking about finding a grill manufacturer that you could partner with to help capture the entire sector? In other words, now you would be able to sell both a grill and a Slow and Sear insert instead of only owning half that space. It was probably, I mean, we've been around about seven years. It was probably about four years ago that we started doing that in earnest. Um, you know, it's the, the slow and sear predominantly goes in Weber, uh, a Weber kettle grill. That's the one that's, uh, that, that we see the most, uh, from our customers anyway. Um, it's a great grill, but there are aspects of a Weber that don't necessarily, that, that could be a little bit better with some refinement. So what we did was take all the modifications that we had recommended to our customers to do to their kettles <laughs> and we did it to our own. So what we do is we've, you know, this kettle is designed to work perfectly with a slow and sear right out of the box with no modification. And, um, it's, it's that kind of value that we're delivering to the customer, you know, between the stainless steel cooking grate, the, the bale that's on the, the side, the, the airflow with the air intake for your, for, we call it the, the smoke hole so that you don't have to rely on the, the ash sweep system for air intake because those, those holes in the ash sweep are very, it's very hard to, to fine tune your air intake. Uh, so we have the smoke hole that allows you to do that. We have the temperature uh, gauge on the same side as the exhaust vent. So you're reading the indirect cooking temperature instead of the cook, uh, instead of the, the temperature of your fire when you're, when you're smoking. So the temperatures are more exact. There's just so many little things that we did that, that make that grill work so well with the slow ones here. Dave, how long and how arduous of a task is it to find a grill manufacturer that you have confidence in that is going to meet what your expectation is? So you feel confident putting something out onto the market that isn't going to be seen as some POS grill that is something that can accommodate the real product, which would be the slow and sear insert. Yeah. So we, we went to China and we, uh, we toured the facilities. Uh, we get samples. We are, it's, you, you have a lot of different companies make your product and it's important that you're patented when you do that. So anybody that's thinking about, doing this before you start looking for someone to manufacture your product, especially when it's abroad, you need to have either a really solid brand to, to have a platform to sell your product, or you need to have a patent to prevent other people from making an identical copy of your product. Uh, you know, today we'd, 
there's knockoffs everywhere. And even with patents, you know, we can prevent those from becoming successful enough that they take us over. But it's, it's, it, it, luckily we have those patents and it's still a constant struggle. But anyway, um, it's a lot of just talking to the manufacturers, understanding their processes, getting samples, uh, tweaking the sample, making it, having them make the identical product that you intend to put on the market, not just something close. And uh, it's constantly inspecting the product and staying on top of, of every container that comes in and making sure that the quality continues to meet your standards. And if it doesn't, you fail it, you don't ship it. And, you know, we strive to always ship the, the, an example of the product that we would want in our backyard. Has that become more of an issue, especially over the last couple of years with the pandemic? I would assume you haven't been able to get over there to do your own in-person quality checks, uh, A, and then B, have you had any issue from a manufacturing standpoint not getting, I mean, I don't imagine these things come with computer chips and some of these other things that have just been short in on the globe, but have you run into an issue where you weren't able to get, get components for manufacturing? Absolutely. No, it's, it's a constant struggle. The manufacturers uh, abroad are running into the same issues that we are here. You know, they've got uh, employee turnover. They've got uh, a rising cost, which they pass through to us. Um, you know, we have been holding tight on our, our, uh, our prices as best we can, but we're actually getting ready to, to raise our prices just a little bit in the next week or two to, to compensate for that. Um, very long logistics timelines and you, as a small company, it makes it difficult because we have to buy probably six months out from the point that we're mm. going to sell that product. And, you know, I, I started this company with a second mortgage and, uh, a, a dining room conversion to, to, to pack and ship facility. Um, we don't have investors. And the company, I've, I've paid off that second mortgage and the company has grown by, we're, we're, you know, we're pulling ourselves up by our own boot, bootstraps. So we take the money that we make, we put it back in a product, we put it into to more employees and bigger and better everything and more products and we buy inventory and then we go to market to sell it. And to, to grow that way, especially when you have a six-month logistics lead time, is uh, it can be tough, but, but we're doing it. I feel like we're, we make really good choices and decisions with how we spend our money and, and forecasting the expectations of uh, our revenue expectations and trying to have enough, but not so much that you can't afford what you got, if you know what I mean. Are you only online from a retail sense? Um, I, I would say that the vast majority of our sales are online, either through our website or on Amazon. We've engaged two new uh, retailer online retailers this year, Fogo Charcoal, as well as Big Papa Smokers. Shout out to Sebastian and, uh, and Sterling. Indeed. Uh, He's know, a huge fan, by the way. I mean, Sterling does not stop talking about how much he loves the slow and sear, both the cooker and the insert itself. 
I love to hear that. I love to hear that. I think he's got one of all of our cookers down, and he's been saying great things about all of them. Yeah, so no doubt. It, it gets us stoked to see see that kind of excitement. Um, so we're mostly online. We do wholesale to mom and pops across the the states as well as uh, all of much more so outside the U.S. Uh, we'll ship to a customer and uh, outside the U.S., but we much prefer that they find a local retailer and and talk that retailer into uh, you know having our product on their shelves. Um, recently, uh, you know we've uh, we've made big headway in in um, Australia, so uh, it's uh, it. It's, you know, every year we, we try to add retailer, which if you go to SNS grills and you, you uh, look at the, uh, the more information, uh, area, it, uh, where to buy and you can, you know, find either a local mom and pop if you're in the U S or you can find a global retailer close to, if not in the country that you live in. Dave, last question before I let you go. And I appreciate the time this evening. There's been a you lot bet. of business being transacted here in the live fire community here over the last 16 months or so. And I'm not talking about people buying grills. I'm talking about other barbecue and grilling companies buying other barbecue and grilling companies or their uh, private investors, uh, private equity firms, uh, capital firms all coming in to this industry and gobbling people up. A, have you been approached because of the success of your product and you show a track record of stability and growth year over year? Uh, and or is that something that you are either interested in or have no interest in at this point? I like doing what I'm doing. Uh, I, I, you know, when I wake up in the morning, uh, well, I work out of my basement, but I, I like commuting to work. Uh, <laughs> I like going to work. I like being at work. I, I love uh, the our customers' successes when they use our products. I love the the fact that we make families and homes happy because they love the food that they make. Um, have we been approached? No. Uh, you know, we, we've gotten some emails, but those are kind of shady. I, I don't even know if those are legit. I never respond to those. But uh, we have not been approached. Um, I don't really want to sell, but, you know, if somebody offered a stupid money, I would be stupid not to at least think about it. Uh, but yeah, you know, I like what I'm doing. Uh, we have a great team and we, we all enjoy what we're doing and it's kind of hard to walk away from that. So I just hope to keep living the stream as long as I can. Dave Parrish has created the slow and sear. He's also got grills. He's got a ceramic grill too, if you're interested in that. So make sure that you hit the website snsgrills.com, all the letters snsgrills.com. Check it all out and then order if you are ready. Dave, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming back on. Greg, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You got it. There he is. Dave Parrish right there. And talk about a guy that had a vision and is now executing the likes that few of us have. Good for you, Dave. And by the way, I talked to Sterling Ball a couple times a week. I'm not just dropping names. He will not stop. I love that grill. I love the SNS insert. It's my favorite. All right, Sterling. I get it. He's a fan. And if he's a fan, then you have to know that it is top line. So check it out if you're not familiar with it, although I'm pretty sure everybody is. All right, we're going to wrap the first hour here in just a second. I'll talk to you quickly about David 
McDowell, our friend over David Leans and the Do Wellness Program. Look, I've been talking to you about it for months now. Here we are. Yes, Blue Blop, this is live. We'll do it live. Yes, we do it live every Tuesday live. from 9 to 11. Blue Blop we'll do it live. on Twitch. I've been talking to you for months now about getting in shape, about how hard it is. I know in your mind you want to. Maybe in your mind you've committed that you are going to get in shape. You're just too fat, fat. and you got to get into better shape, and your heart hurts and all this other stuff, but you don't have the mental wherewithal to really engage and commit. This is where David comes in. This dude is ripped. He's peeking all over the place. He eats barbecue just like you and me, except he's making great decisions. He's got the whole thing worked out. He's ready to share his plan with you right now at a discount. Go to davidleans.com slash bbq. davidleans.com slash bbq. You sign up. It's 200 bucks a month. It's not 500 bucks or 600 bucks for a couple check-ins a month and some BS otherwise. He's invested. If you're willing to make the investment, if you're willing to make the commitment, it's David's personal guarantee that if you're honest and you make the effort, you will succeed in losing the fat. And if you're not happy with the results, he'll refund you 100% of your money. DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. That's DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. By the way, if you're looking for a great remote thermometer solution for your life, Fireboard 2 is the one you need. Fireboard 2 Drive, Fireboard 2 Pro. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck. Fireboard full integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive, Fireboard 2 Pro, and the Fireboard Spark. Don't forget about that one. Love it. All right. Well, we thank David Parrish. Last segment, S. N S all of the letters S like Sam. Is it Sam? Sierra November Sierra SNSGrills.com. And it's not just the slow and sear product. Now there's grills, kettle style grills. David said they've fixed what they have thought to be deficiencies in the Weber Kettle Grill. You can now find that in the slow and sear grills. And of course, you can buy it. It comes with a slow and sear insert. Away you go. And also, before David Parrish, we had Rusty Monson from Salt City Barbecue talking about his last 90 days of operating that barbecue trailer that he has, learning about where he is budgeting his time, how he is budgeting his time, where his food costs are, and what he would like to do over the next 90 days. So when we check in, what is that going to be, around the end of June or so? We'll see if he's hired somebody. We'll see if he's been able to get his costing in, all, in line and budget some more time. Maybe hire somebody and get another food trailer, at least on the order, because it sounds like he's ready to do that. Great first hour. If you've missed it, don't worry. We're recording. It'll be in podcast tomorrow. You can take it all in and enjoyment at your convenience. But we have a great second hour lined up right now, which we are heading to. So refresh your libations. 
And we'll be back here shortly. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. Be right back.